Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Salutations, possum friends and friends of possums. And guys, thanks for being in the passel. We really appreciate it. Um, I'm always here with Josh and Billy. They're my friends, and we like talking about fantasy football. And today we are going to preview the AFC East for you. So without further ado, Josh, Billy, what's up? Hey, guys. Uh, Billy was just waiting on me to say I was actually going to give him I, the right away for once. You but. usually elbow me out of the way to get in there, so I was just waiting for you to say whatever. I was trying to be polite, and honestly, if you would have started talking, I would have just talked over you anyway, as you know the green shirt guy does anyway. It's just kind of annoying. Mm-hmm. So, no, we're getting it's a weird day. We're we're kind of thrown off because I'm ruining everything because I'm going to a town hall this week for my uh, uh, local community, which is going to be a pretty great time. I might have a story for you. It might be just you know a bunch of old people yelling at yelling at politicians so but and you oh well, i'm definitely planning on yelling as well we'll, we'll get into that we'll get <laughs> into you that next tailgate week. it first uh i feel drunk. like i feel like you have to i don't know I, i'm not sure the rules for those it's been a it's not really It'll my be you merle edgar a bunch of merle. i'm just trying to think of old names yeah Mer- merle definitely will be there there's a herald i'm sure Ger- gertrude and Josh Hall. That'll be the, the, the keys, people. Though I'm going to be the one person under 70 years old there for sure. <laughs> yeah, for real. Oh, man. You're, they're going to be like, how do wheelchair policy? ramps affect you? And Josh could be like, look, I felt I like that's how, how I roll. I just Sometimes I don't like walking up the stairs, and I like walking up just the incline. <laughs> it's easier on the knees. Uh, ain't that the truth? Um, all right. Well, this week we're doing the AFC East. I've got some really hot takes for this AFC East. So, I mean, I'm just prepared for the backlash that I'm going to get from you two from these takes. But, you know, it is what it is. There's not really any news. This is kind of the NFL players like summer vacation is what they kind of are calling it because they're not uh, in camp until July. So we're kind of in a little bit of a dead zone when it comes to news. But DeAndre Hopkins is with, uh, you know, visited the Patriots. That's fun. I mean, it's nothing really to talk about, but, you know, it happened. It did happen. It's exciting stuff, man. Um, they are quite excited <laughs> about it. I still feel like it's not happening. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know why he's visiting teams that are just have terrible quarterbacks, but that seems to be his MO right now. Well, I would be going places with good restaurants. And I just, I mean, maybe Boston has okay-ish restaurants, but, you know, I'd be going to, like, the Saints, you know, go to New Orleans, get some free meals. Bourbon he was in Houston for long enough that, you know. Uh, to be fair, Boston's got them lobster, seafood. Yeah. them lobster rolls up in Boston, dude. Exquisite. Sure. He did go to Tennessee, too, Nashville. So Yeah, Nashville, let's be real. There. Let's be real. It's not that great. It's all fast fried food. I mean. Whoa. Like, what about their barbecue? 
I'm sorry. It's not it. People just smother barbecue. Like people go to Memphis all the time too. And they talk about how good the barbecue is. It's just a piece of meat that they soaked in sweet barbecue after they cooked it. It's not that great personally. I was I, really excited when I went to Memphis about the barbecue and I left very disappointed. I was so disappointed the last time I went to Memphis when I was a kid and I was like, Oh, it was fun. I remember bourbon street as a kid. And then like, for one, that's way shorter of a street than I remembered as a kid. It looked a lot bigger back then. And then I like walked a couple blocks when I did this as an adult and I was like, Oh yeah, not it. Got me some barbecue. Thought it was gonna be great. It was literally just like, you know, a pork steak type meal cooked and then slathered with sweet barbecue sauce. It wasn't even like cooked in the barbecue where like I could make it better on my grill. Let's put it that way. Texas is uh, going to have probably the best barbecue. Josh Hall STL with one H. If you have any comments <laughs> or anything to say about that uh, barbecue take from Memphis, Josh Hall STL on Twitter. Just uh, you need I will to voice say, any concerns. Nashville hot chicken's good. I'll give them that. But it's not like, you know, I'd rather have a lobster roll or something. If we're talking about DeAndre Hopkins landing spots, why wouldn't you want to go somewhere where it has like oh, crab legs and like, I don't know, better than just chicken. Although Nashville crab hot chicken are excellent. Fair I'm enough. pissing off the Southern right. fans today. Um, yeah, I, hey, I'm not gonna be me stepping in it. I think they don't play real just, football down there. Anyway. It's just fine. I think their food is pretty okay. Um, anyway, let's get into the AFC East preview this week. Um, we're gonna start with the worst team again, and Joe, that's that's actually you again. So, Joe, let's tell us about always, some Patriots. Always talking about these dumpster teams here. Big well, underdog. Big fan of the underdog. All right, so this team is kind of a trip to dive into. Um, on one hand, you have the excitement of the new offense, Max fit for it. On the other hand, you have Jack Jones getting arrested with guns at the airport, um, really thin depth chart across the board, and the pursuit of DeAndre Hopkins, which you can absolutely smell the aroma of depression <laughs> in. Um, desperation, the desperation mm -hmm. of, uh, of Hopkins there. Um, so starting off, we got Mac Jones. Uh, he regressed as did this entire offense and basically every major category last year, missed some time with the injury was benched week seven for Bailey Zappi. Um, you know, we all know about it. Uh, he did finish the season strong with three multiple touchdown efforts at the end of the season. So we get Bill O'Brien now who was hired as offensive coordinator, uh, Matt Patricia for some ridiculous and upsetting reason was allowed to call plays last year. And uh, Belichick thought it was okay to take a back seat to that, but uh, that's that's an argument for another day. O'Brien spent the last two seasons in Alabama and worked briefly with Mac Jones. Um, word out of camp is he's starting to take more ownership of the offense, more calling plays at the line of scrimmage, feels more comfortable overall. So he finished his QB 23 last year and is currently QB 27. Um, I wouldn't mind floating some dynasty trades out for him. Um, if the Pats do land D-hop, could jump quite a bit, um, even with out D Juju's a little bit better, but we'll get into that later. Um, like I said, they are aggressively pursuing D Hop. Um, rumors are swirling about Cortland Sutton here, um, but we're just gonna talk about the current guys at the moment. I expect some wide receiver to land here because they don't have very good depth. Uh, Juju should immediately be the number one. Uh, we could kind of see him return to his Steeler days. Mac kind of likes a short passing game. Um, so Juju catch it five yards, take it to the house. What we are used to seeing from him. He is nursing a knee injury, which is the same knee that derailed him in 2019 and 2020. So 
The concerning thing here is that there's been absolutely no news about this, and he made zero appearances in minicamp. He's currently being drafted at wide receiver 50, so his price is not outrageous. Um, kind of worth taking a shot at. News, no news, lack of news, the knee. It's very scary. Um, I imagine they wouldn't take a shot on him if they thought it was bad, but who knows. Uh, you got Devontae Parker, who's 30 years old, and uh, he had one monster game last year, put up a buck 50 and two touchdowns, and then was very crappy after that. So don't draft him. Kendrick Bourne, um, we should see a bounce back this year. He got himself in the doghouse a little bit last year. But I'm not really biting that one. The exciting name here, um, at least out of camp, is Tyquan Thornton. He's making noise all over the place. You know, kind of a taller dude, 6'2". Um, he really is a name to monitor. Post-type sleeper. Currently going at 160 overall. Uh, I've tried in Dynasty. He's very hard to acquire right now, especially after the news. Uh, but if you can find a good deal, I would look into it. Because I expect him to take a jump this year. Uh, Keishon Butte, uh hurt, has practiced one time. It's not looking good. And they did draft Mario Davis. He's more of a gadget player anyway. Uh, the big thing to look at is the running backs. Ramondre Stevenson is who this offense will absolutely go through. He was a top 10 running back last year. Had almost 1,500 scrimmage yards and six touchdowns. Um, he needs to get those touchdown numbers up a little bit. But he is going to get the lion's share of this backfield. Damian Harris is gone, so we... Probably going to see more goal line stuff from him. I may be too low on Stevenson in my initial rankings. Um, I see no way he does not dominate, at least what he did last year, or even improve. So, Billy, you were right about Ramondre Stevenson. <laughs> I looked into it more, and uh, you're welcome. All right, time out, time out. Well, let's not say right yeah. about it yet, because he was very, very high on Stevenson, which is no, fine. Would you have him, like, six? Twelve. Twelve, yeah. <clears throat> 12, 12 overall. Doesn't not seem back ridiculous 12. now. Doesn't seem ridiculous as ridiculous so, now. Kind of ridiculous. And here, but, here's my hot take with Ramondre Stevenson. I think he's going to be a top five running back this year. Honestly, think that that's going to happen. I think we have another Josh Jacobs situation, and Ramondre Stevenson is the beneficiary of that. And I think that you need to get him now. You know, honestly, if I have the you know the 12 uh, first pick in the second round, uh, the turn. Ramondre Stevenson will be on my teams. Promise you that because this guy is going to the moon this season. Have you looked Ramondre. at this schedule at all? I don't dislike I'm Stevenson. not worried. I just think it's a little high. I'd be a little worried with this schedule. We'll get into that later, though. Um, I just feel like this team overall – sorry, Joe, not to cut you off because oh, yeah. I know you're doing your whole spotlight here. I just feel like this team yeah. overall – didn't really improve from last year. So it's going to be a lot of the same. And I don't see him just like getting more touches. I mean, I think it's going to be very similar to what he did last year. Maybe it's a little bit better, but I don't think like, you know, vaulting up to the top three running back or anything like that. Like I said, I'm super fan of Stevenson. I think he's the best player, really the only player I'm targeting on this team other than maybe Juju. Uh, Mac Jones won't be on a single roster. So no. Um, yeah, I, I just was too low on him. Billy still might be a little too spicy for my take, but but I'm with you. I can see where you get this. Um, so Ty Montgomery, he has been playing wide receiver in camp because all their wide receivers are injured. He uh, He's kind of the favorite to be the James White in this offense. They released James Robinson. Um, my darling last year's draft, Pierre Strong, is an amazing runner. I hope he gets a shot this year. And then Kevin Harris looked awesome in the preseason last year, and we didn't hear from him again. I don't know here, guys. I would say Ty Montgomery, if you really want to take a long shot on someone, I'm not touching anyone else here. Um, 
the tight ends. This is where it gets fun. So Mike Gusecki is going to ball out this year. He's tight end 20, and he's a steal at that price. This is a dream spot where he is landing, and he's very cheap. Uh, he can actually use his athleticism here, and I think we see a career year out of Mike Gusecki. And then you got Hunter Henry, who's going to score like six touchdowns, and it's pretty meh. I don't. I wouldn't go out and get him. It's all I, I mean, got on the tight end I'm there. actually surprised to see a top ten finish in, under his belt, but I guess that was with the chart. He had one with New England, I guess. But yeah, I love how they the did the Hunter Henry touchdowns. Yeah, the <laughs> Hunter Henry nine, Hunter Henry and Johnu yeah. signings was just so weird to me. And then they shipped Johnu out and then went to Gasecki again. They're really trying to get the Gronk Hernandez thing, and it's just not going to work with these guys. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong, I think they're good, but they're not great. And you're not, you're getting yeah. overall, you're getting one good tight end out of the two of them, which I guess is part of the plan. But well, the quarterback's partially part of the problem, too. Yeah, I agree. You can Speaking make the case, though, that Mike Gusecki is your wide receiver, too. Yeah, 1000%. Unless they bring out uh, Hopkins, unless they yeah. bring in Hopkins, like that's the only way that that would be different um speaking of quarterbacks though i'm sorry joe if i'm stepping on this i don't know if you were going to get to this or not but they brought in malik cunningham at quarterback undrafted free agent they've actually started using him and working him out as a wide receiver interestingly enough um jacoby myers did this similar thing when they brought jacoby myers in and i've seen through the first part of training camp at least we don't know the big one yet but mandatory minicamp they were kind of letting him, you know, use a couple of wide receiver routes. So that might be something interesting to keep an eye on. Bill Belichick loves doing this stupid shit where he brings in a, a quarterback and plays him at wide receiver just because it's funny or whatever. But it could be something. I don't know. He's crazy athletic. I mean, they could use all the help they can get on that wide receiver core, especially if they don't get Hopkins. Apparently, I will say the rumors of Hopkins having problems with Bill O'Brien have been squashed. Um, so. I know that's so weird to me. Like, man, it felt like he hated that guy when they left, but apparently not as big of a deal. I'm weird. Yeah. Both sides feel positive after their experience. Yeah. I weird. just, I find it so wild to me that he goes from Tannehill and Will Levis to Bailey Zappi and Mac Jones. Like wouldn't, wasn't his original plan to play with a good quarterback, like Mahomes mm -hmm. and Allen were on his list and stuff. And Josh, Josh or Jalen hurts. And, I just, it's wild to me that he's going from that to the little bottom of the barrel and quarterbacks here now. It's, I um, guess, like, he, it's either between the money or the championships, right? Like, what do you, like, what would a player want? And it, it seems like he's kind of leaning towards money where I thought he was kind of leaning towards championships. Maybe he thought Arizona was going to be that way when he got there. That kind of crashed and burned immediately, but I don't know. It's kind of interesting. I think it's more about the pride to show that he's still a good. There was a lot of rumors coming out of camp or, you know, the Arizona side of things. And they were saying that, well, he's not, you know, he doesn't have the speed anymore. He's, he's this or that. I think Hopkins wants to show, Hey, listen, it's not only about the money. It is about the money, but it's about him showing that he's the number one guy, which if he goes to, you know, the bills, he's going to take a backseat to digs. Although shit with all the shit that's going on with him. I, I don't know. So it's interesting. It's going to be a really it's it's just the storyline of the it's the Aaron Rodgers storyline. Fortunately, we got rid of that early in the offseason. I'd be willing to bet he has outpriced himself from a lot of the contenders and just I agree. wants just enough money that everyone else that actually has a good team is like, no, the contenders can't afford him is the problem. He was never they were never going to be able to afford him. It was going to be a one year like, let's hope we can do something deal. 
and they were never yeah. going to pay him two years even, and they don't have the money because they have to sign all their guys, basically. Yeah, I'm sure the Rams will figure some shit out somehow. <clears throat> That's how most of this time, most of these things go. Don't say that. <laughs> we get into defense? Yeah. Yeah. Um, your IDP guy is serious. You got Matt Judon. He had 15 and a half sacks last year. Probably won't get back there this year. Um, that is an awful lot of sacks, but as solid as they come, uh, watch out for his age. He is 30 of the season. I would be looking to move on from him because you start to see the decline in the defense events. At that age, 30 year. Um, Juwan Bentley, 125 tackles last year. Cheap tackles, cheap price. Um, not a bad guy to keep on your bench for bye weeks. Uh, Josh Uche is a name to note here. He had 11 and a half sacks, basically playing a quarter of the snaps last year, which is wild to me. Um, but then they go ahead and they draft Keon White. Um, so I think his role just got even smaller. I, I don't feel comfortable betting on that efficiency, uh, but he has shown it. So maybe they do something weird where – they shuffle the lineup to get him more playing time. I don't know. Um, Kyle Duggar, always going to be a boomer bust guy. He had four games of 20-plus points in 2022, which is wild for a defensive back. Um, but just know some games you are getting literally not shit from Kyle Duggar. And lastly, uh, the guy I'm really excited about is Marte Mapu. Uh, really excited for this kid. He is the linebacker safety hybrid um, coming out of Sacramento State, so he's a small school kid. Uh, they invested pretty high on him, and he is making some really real, real noise in camp. So, they love him. They love yes, him. Absolutely love him with 17 exclamation marks behind <laughs> it. So snag him if no has him on your team. Um, I've found him on waivers a couple places. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I will say one play, player to watch. Uh, I've Maybe I just have this uh, strange love connection with him. Jelani Tavai, though, uh, came over from the Lions last year and did okay. He didn't have like a starting role for the whole time, but it looks like he's slotted in to start at the moment. Um, and I'm, I, I expect to see something out of him. He's a big guy. Uh, he could definitely help the run block or, the, or clog up the run lanes. So I think he should end up with a decent amount of tackles. Might be a cheap IDP option. Do you guys think Jonathan Jones is going to do that uh, receiving running back shit that he did last year? I think he's going to jail. No, I'm just kidding. That was Jack Jones. Oh, sorry. That's my bad. That was the other JJ. My bad. I, I, <laughs> my brain. Uh, I don't know. I, see why you that. I don't know. I don't I don't feel like they would like to use him that way. I think that was more of a desperation thing than yeah. an I've actual got him on a plan. Roster. Got him on a roster too, and I'm just like he's 29. Didn't do shit till last year, and yeah, the Cordell Patterson effect. No, you never know. Yep. All right, over under for the New England Patriots is seven and a half. <laughs> okay, so we got the Philadelphia Eagles, then the Miami Dolphins, the New York Jets, the Dallas Cowboys, the New Orleans Saints, as a tough the Raiders. The Bills, the Dolphins, the Commanders, the Colts, the Giants, the Chargers, the Steelers, the Chiefs, the Broncos, the Bills, and the Jets. I think they get three, maybe. So put it like, out for the under. I had four or five, and I'm gonna go with the under as well. I don't I just How? don't believe in Mac Jones just yet. I, I'd love to they have didn't him even make the playoffs last year. How did they draw this? Oof. Yeah, that first four games was rough. And then they get a break with the Saints, which isn't really a break. I mean, it's still a decent team for a team like this. Saints, Raiders, then they go right back to Buffalo, Miami. The Raiders were the only team I saw in there where I was like, oh, okay, finally, they get a good one. They get one. I had the Commanders and uh, Broncos, too, which were, you know. Colts. 
but I don't know. Three is my bet. Yeah, this team could be really bad. But to be fair, this might be the tank for Caleb Williams that they're setting up. I don't think Bill Belichick has that in him. Uh, I don't think but. it's his. I don't think it's his say. I think it's Max. <laughs> fair enough. All right. Well, the next team by order of you know the betting odds, Josh, you're next with the Dolphins. Oh, nice. Are they really that low? Well, not really low, but yeah. Interesting. All right. Well, anyway, so last year they were eight and three going into week 13 uh, and just barely limped into the playoffs and ended up going nine and eight. Uh, Unfortunately, their season was lost to the Bills in the playoffs and a couple of concussions uh, by Tua. Or wait, sorry, one by the Dolphins medical staff standards. Um, Key offseason moves. They re-signed their entire running back core, Jeff Wilson, Raheem Mostert, Miles Gaskin and Salvan Ahmed. Um, upgraded the QB room by signing offensive pay, offensive points favorite Mickey Blanco to back up Tua, uh, and for the defense they signed Van Ginkle and Justin Bethel and uh, signed long long term linebacker Jesus uh, David Long and Deshaun Elliott from the Lions, uh, and they paired him with the most impressive thing of the offseason was Jalen Ramsey with the trade from the Rams. So um, this defense is going to be better. Uh, it's going to look, it's going to look a lot better. Just those little moves, Van Ginkle, uh, David Long, I think was actually a pretty underrated linebacker from Tennessee. And then Deshaun Elliott from the lions, obviously the outcast of their four safeties that they have. Uh, we'll get to them in a couple weeks. Um, yeah, so pretty decent. And then really the NFL draft, the only real notable fantasy option is that they drafted Devin O'Kane in the second round. Uh, a running back after re-signing four of them. So going to get interesting here in the backfield. Uh, but they also did pair another corner with Ramsey Cam Smith from South Carolina in the second round. So uh, this defense is just phenomenal. Um, but just getting into, you know, fantasy perspective, let's let's talk about our guy. It's, it's Tua. Um, I can't personally think of a bigger gamble than Tua this year. Um, and he did just about exactly what I expected of him last year. Besides the injury part, I obviously didn't, you know, I didn't predict that. Uh, Maybe I did actually. I hope not. Uh, But he did have big games. Uh, He consistently underthrew his receivers, uh, although it worked for Tyree kill. Um, And he did end up being QB 15 after missing four games. So it wasn't a terrible showing. Uh, Obviously week two in that 50 point performance that definitely boosted up the stats a bit. Uh, But he's currently averaging around QB 11, which isn't terrible for those who like to take the late flyer at QB. I, I don't think you're comfortable going in with only two on your roster. Uh, I think you've got to grab two back to back if you're doing that. Um, his dynasty value is all but tanked at this point. Cause the problem is we don't know how much he is going to be able to play in his career. Uh, he's the real life Robbie Ray at this point, one more concussion and he is retired. So uh, basically valueless outside of redraft, in my opinion, other than if he's on your team, you can't get rid of him if you try. So roll with him. Uh, which brings me to my next point. Mike White, if he's a free agent in any of your dynasty leagues, still go grab him now. Or better yet, just go trade for him now. Because even prior to concussion gate is what I'm calling it. Uh, Tua hasn't played a full season since his sophomore season in college in 2018. Uh, so he's likely to miss a game or two at the very least. And Mike White has been a worthy backup and is now playing with the best cast of receivers in his career. So going to be an uh, interesting QB room. Um Tua's numbers obviously boosted with Tyree Kill here, but uh, it's only, you know, we just, let's see what happens here. Um, so getting into the running backs, uh, personally, it's Devin McCain is the guy you want, but if you did need to go after someone, I think it's Mostert. 
Uh, this backfield has just been nothing short of inconsistent, but Mostert did have a decent, a couple of decent, valuable days ahead of him last year. So um, I just have a feeling a Kane is going to end up with the job sooner rather than later. And at the moment he's going as running back 48, I believe. And right like six or seven picks after Jeff Wilson and Mostert. <clears throat> so I just imagine that this is where it's going to be headed. Um I don't know. Just don't expect anything spectacular out of these guys here in general. Uh, this is not the. This is not what you're excited about for this team. The reason we're all here is because Tyree Kill, and he. We learned something last year, and he does not need Patrick Mahomes to be amazing. Uh, we also learned that he's relatively quarterback proof because even with Skylar Thompson and uh, Teddy Bridgewater last year, he was still looking pretty decent. Um, obviously it would have been better. It was better when Tua was throwing the ball or under throwing the ball to him, I should say. Um, but with the addition of Mike white, this just gives another a guy on the team, a chance to get the ball to Hill. And I think he will have no problem finding him. Uh, and Waddle's value just really hasn't gone anywhere. Um, it's definitely not going up or necessarily, but it's definitely not going down. Uh, the pair of these are both draftable at or at or before their current positions at wide receiver three and or 10, uh, respectively for Hill and Waddle. Um, I'm okay with selecting Hill at one and two, and I'm I'd easily be down to bump Waddle up a spot or two himself. So, either way, bona fide stars. And as for the pass catchers behind them, uh, stay away from them. You, there's nothing really worth it. Uh, it's worthy to note, I guess, that they did sign Smythe and Braxton Berrios, but you're not really drafting those guys, or you're not excited about it. Uh, I guess Berrios could be a handcuff in a deep, deep, deep league, but uh, honestly, these don't really hold much value. Oh, in synopsis, Tyree Kill and Waddle. And then if you really want to, so grab yourself a running back and take the, take the roll the dice on them and to a knock yourself out. No Robbie Chosen? The Chosen Man. Oh, I didn't even know he was chosen. on the team. I didn't even know he was on the team. Honestly, was, I don't think it's relevant. There's never not. been a – Don't even worry about that. Oh, is he on, is he on the team, honestly? Yeah, oh, yeah he's on the team. I thought yeah, it was Chosen Anderson. I didn't realize it was Robbie Chosen. I thought it was. It has to be chosen, Anderson. There's it's no chosen way it's probably chosen. I'm not gonna lie to you. I guess I just didn't see his name and I didn't think anything of it. But yeah, no. I mean, he's listed on the Dolphins depth chart on ESPN and everything else is Robbie Chosen. I don't what? know if you had a say in that, but why Maybe did he just, just now decide to change his name? Like he's 30 he, years old. He changed. Can you imagine like years ago one of us first. right now to? Well, I mean, officially changed it this season. I mean, I don't know. I didn't know you could do that. We should. Yeah, we should all new names. We should. One thing I couldn't really names. touch on because I couldn't really change these slides much was Mostert and Jeff Wilson. When given the backfield, were both fine. It's just you never knew when they were going to be given the backfield. I mean, so. do we want to talk about the Dalvin Cook piece of this, where he could be in this offense? That would just be Already. so wild if they signed four. Free or re-signed four of their running backs, drafted one, and then go trade for Dalvin Cook, or I guess sign Dalvin Cook. I mean, you're not wrong. I think a Dalvin Cook, Devin, a chain backfield is pretty nasty. I kind of like it a lot. Yeah, yeah I yeah. mean, obviously, some of these guys are like um, Ahmed and uh, Miles Gaskin are probably going to get canned. <laughs> Trash can. <laughs> yeah. uh, but no, yeah, I mean, Jeff coming. Wilson, I, I don't think Jeff Wilson or Mostert would really go anywhere. I mean, I guess one of them might have to. They, they're both signed to two-year no deals. Way. I think Mostert is gone if they do that, I I feel like. And we saw last year when Wilson came into the mix, Mostert 
pretty much lost the starting game. He might have had one good, solid game after that, but pretty much. Uh, he had a couple of good games at the end. Um, more pass, pass-catching game at the end there. Um, I don't know when exactly he came over to the team. But let's just say this was all San Francisco, top four, top four or five there, especially Rams, Seattle. Uh, yeah, I don't know when they switched, but. Yeah, I mean, Jeff Wilson was still fine, too. It's just like you're not writing home. You're not excited about this. I mean, honestly, I'm down to take a gamble on any of these guys. Uh, personally, if a Kane stays cheaper than all of them, I'm taking him. Uh, yeah. But I wouldn't mind getting Jeff Wilson in the 14th round or 13th round. I'm very excited for Devin, man. So excited. I think with that yeah. offense, he could, especially with all the other speedsters on that offense, he could just have wide open running lanes all the time. Yeah. Anything else? To, anything else to add on the uh, offense there that I missed? Not, not offense related. Nope. Okay. Nope. Uh, defense, just getting into it. Uh, Christian Wilkins, kind of a defensive tackle, kind of a defensive end, uh, beast nonetheless. Uh, and him and Emmanuel Agba form a nice one-two punch. Not as notable as some of the other ones, but I think you can get them for some pretty decent value in a draft. Uh, and then Jerome Baker's the real IDP champ here, the darling. Um, he's going to continue to keep getting them tackles. Bradley Chubb, I, I want it to be a fucking thing, man. I want it to be a thing. If you That's go draft year. him, I get it. I get it. And if you if you want to try to trade for him, I think this is the year you could get him for probably the cheapest of his career. I mean, he's only like, yeah. what, four years in at this point, And he's five years maybe. Uh, but he just never really lived up to the, the hype we thought. Um, and then Javon Holland had a breakout year last year. And then with the addition of uh, Deshaun Elliott, the safeties are pretty solid as well. So my guy, Brandon Jones, once he's back from that ACL, I think he's going to take that job from Elliott and he is a points machine when he is in. Brandon Jones was a beast. Still is. Yeah. Sorry. And I mean, dude, just the Vic Fangio defense is just going to get all these guys so many opportunities to excel. It's full no, defensive is- leagues. This is one of the defenses you want to go after. I mean, for real, the, 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 it's first of all loaded with talent. Second of all, just having Vic Fangio there is just, I mean, yeah, you're going to want this team on defense. If you play full team defense, like, you know, you shouldn't, Nerds. but. You shouldn't, but unfortunately, we're all still in leagues that are like that. Yep. And the Dolphins will be a very, very good option. And I don't think a lot of people are thinking about them off the top because it's the Dolphins. They never have a lockdown defense, but they do now. Yeah, I don't know what the defense defense special teams rankings would be, but they'd probably have them in like the eighth or something when nobody would pick them. And they'd all someone like the yeah. Steelers would technically be like the 10th or 11th. I'm not saying that's where they're at. I'm just saying like and people would grab them because Steelers defense has been good in years past type thing. This one might go slip under the table. So uh, for all those redrafters out there, if you're stuck in a defensive special teams league, take note. Yep. Take no for sure. OK, Runner. Dolphins are at eight and a half all right so chargers patriots broncos bills giants panthers eagles patriots chiefs raiders jets commanders titans jets cowboys ravens bills that's a pretty medium that's a pretty medium schedule like it's not like super hard not super easy here's the thing if Tua doesn't get hurt last year they win probably 11 games so They have a better defense. 
they assume two is going to be healthy. And even if he's not, they got Mickey Blanco, the goat I, behind him. I was going to say they won. They went nine and eight without Tua being fully healthy the rest of the year and still came back and played for some reason. Um, I have to imagine he's going to continue to underthrow to Hill and Hill's going to keep catching him because he's a God basically. Um, and like, like I said, and did, Billy just said, Mike White's there. I feel a lot better about their backups. Teddy Bridgewater did never have really the long arm as it was. And there was a lot less deep balls. Tua is not afraid to air it out, which he should be. But he, I think the interceptions will be there if he continues to do that. But I think Mike White is pretty confident passer himself. So, yeah, I'm going to go over. I think short of the assassination that the Buffalo Bills pulled on Mike White last season, which took him out for pretty much the rest of the season. Other than that, Mike White was great with the Jets. I mean, at least for fantasy purposes. Yeah, I mean, especially as a backup quarterback coming in and what like two has played 10, 11 games each year. So, I mean, mm-hmm. four or five, let's say, let's say he has to play five games. I think he's a great five gamer, at least. I think he could start on some of these teams, the Tannehill teams. Well, the good thing is they're probably only going to have to score like 24 points to win a game, which that's a lot better than what they had to do last year, which they had to outscore people. This year, I don't think they have to do that as much. They, yeah, they got some. They're still playing some high-powered offenses, though. They're still going to score points, but I mean, yeah, yeah some of those games they for don't sure. Need to. Yeah, um, I would definitely. I'm going to go with over as well. I think nine wins sounds just about right with them again, uh, but I could see them reaching the double-digit mark. Yeah, I'm going to go over as well. All right. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Okay. On to the next team in terms of the odds, and that is the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. All right. So I I love rewinding things. You know how I I love, you know, kind of bringing up the past. Well, the offensive coordinator for this team got fired after a Nickelodeon broadcast of his his Broncos getting annihilated by the, the Rams. And that is Nathaniel Hackett. So Nathaniel Hackett, four and eleven for the Broncos last year, gets fired almost right after Christmas when they got destroyed on Nickelodeon television. And he found his way up to the Jets to coach Mr. Aaron Rodgers. So the Jets brought in Aaron Rodgers, probably their biggest move this offseason. Um, he is 39 years old. Uh, the last time that he was with Nathaniel Hackett, he won MVP of the league. He did that two straight years in 2021, uh, 2020 and 2021, I believe. And that was with Nathaniel Hackett. Now, can they re, you know, gain the juice that, you know, you need to be if you're Aaron Rodgers? I personally think so. Right now he's going as QB 16. I think that this this feels, now that he's on not on the Packers anymore, this feels like a Joe special right here. This is the guy Joe picks in like the 15th round when everybody's already gone through their quarterbacks and are starting to pick up, you know, their backups. Joe's going to snag Aaron Rodgers, I feel like. Maybe his name is going to carry him a little bit further, but on underdog right now, it is not being treated that way. And I feel like Aaron Rodgers is kind of being a little bit undervalued. I know that the Jets are the Jets and their offense is kind of sketchy, but Aaron Rodgers, I think, brings in a whole new uh, identity. 
I know with last year with Green Bay, it wasn't great. He didn't have a great end of the season. They also didn't have enough weapons. And I think that Aaron Rodgers going into this season is going to have a, a much better fantasy ceiling and potentially could be a league winner if you snag him late enough to where you're able to gather enough talent ahead of him. That's I think it's, I, I personally just think it's wild. And I'm sorry to interrupt here, but the, the most wild thing is Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, the last five years has always been thrown down the board. Like ah, he's old there. We don't need him anymore. Well, you look at the numbers, you see six, second, ninth, seventh, first, like this guy's still good. And like even Tom Brady was yeah. number three quarterback in 2021 and seven and 12 and 11 was like never under a top 12 quarterback unless he was injured. But yet they still just discard them. Like they're like, ah, is, no, is, too low. Matt Stafford also had this problem for a long time yeah, where true. he was being discarded. I got him well, as the 10th quarterback me, every year for the longest time as my backup quarterback because people are stupid. Yeah. You shocked me with that. Aaron Rodgers at 16 for QB is on underdog. Wild. That's yeah, bonkers. No, that's not even a I verified it on two team. sites, Billy. I checked your work and I am no, it's it. I read that too, and I was like, what the hell happened? Like, is he had a broken leg and we're just not sure if he's gonna make it back in time? Only thing that could explain something like that, and even with a broken leg, QB 16 sounds crazy. So, yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll see. Uh, but I'm going to be stealing Aaron Rodgers apparently all over the place if this is really is how he's going to be treated. Um, all right, on to – I'll start with the running backs because I'm more excited about the wide receivers. But running backs, we got Brees Hall at RB11. Not a 1,000% sure that he's going to be ready for the beginning of the season. Um, we didn't really get any good updates during the mandatory minicamp either uh, that would – you know, let us know one way or the other, but he still is going as RB 11 because people remember what he did for the first seven games. Um, I don't know what he was for the first seven games. I know he finished as RB 40 overall, but look what he was doing before he got injured was special. And if you have a, a running uh, quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, that only makes you better. Aaron Jones. We don't know what Aaron Jones is going to look like without Aaron Rodgers behind him, but I, we are, I think going to know what Brees Hall looks like. And I think he's going to have, a special season, um, and I think he's going to outperform RB11 if everything goes according to plan. Now, that's kind of how we start out, but you never know. Um, all right, RB2 on the team right now, according to Underdog, is Israel Abaconda at RB67. Uh, Michael Carter is right behind him at RB70, and then Joe's uh, BFF, Zonovan Knight, is RB92. I personally think is Israel Abaconda is the guy you want on this team right now. Um, I loved what he did at Pitt last year. He had 20 touchdowns on the ground, which is just bonkers. He, I, I know it's college and they're going against college athletes, but still, it is kind of crazy he was able to pull that off even at that level. And he's kind of you know, snuck up past Michael Carter. Now, I think a little bit of that is because of the uncertainty with Brees Hall. We're not really sure when he's going to come back. So the natural first starter would be um, Israel Abaconda, I think, but – I think you might be getting a steal with them at 67 right now. Um, I think by the time we get to the actual drafts, we'll kind of know a little bit more about Brees Hall's injury and we'll kind of have a better clarification. But if for some reason you were dumb enough to draft in June 19th, is when we're doing this podcast, RB67 is a, a hell of a price for that. Um, I, I'm not, I don't want to, I don't want to be upset or upset you at all, but I think you're completely wrong. I think this backfield is way too crowded for Abacan. I don't think he's going to, I think he's going to be special teams. I think he's going to have a specialty role. Maybe obviously we don't know what's going to happen with Brees and when he's going to be ready, 
but they still have Zonovan Knight. They still have Michael Carter. Zonovan showed some flashes. He might be able to take that role. I don't think anyone takes Michael Carter's role. I mean, he's the pass-catching guy. Aaron Rodgers loves throwing to Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon for the last six years. I, I just don't see how Michael Carter is not going to be on the field at this point. I mean, he, it, I mean, he will be on the field. He just – I don't – I mean, and his role won't be taken. I think uh, Abaconda's role would be if Brees Hall isn't there, you're going to get Abaconda to fill in for him. Even though I'm sure Joe would love to think that Zonovan Knight's going to have it, the fantasy football community as a whole does not believe that. I yeah. actually don't disagree with Zonovan Knight having the crack at it. I mean, sure, he only had a few games, but honestly, like, it was pretty phenomenal for what it was. I mean, he's still got a spot on this roster, and he's going to work hard. I imagine he wants to regain that glory. I mean, he's they're both they're all young running backs. I just don't see the the way Avocado comes on the field right away. Like, I, I mean, even with Brees Hall out, unless both of these guys just completely suck. That's my that's my biggest thing. Yeah, I mean, that's I mean- fair. This should make us a little bit worried about Brees Hall. Um, he's young, but we know these running backs, they come back, they take a while to get going again after these injuries, even when they're on the field. So I think they just doubled down. I mean, they got Aaron Rodgers. They're in win-now mode. And you get a guy like Abanacanda, who I think is probably the most talented of these three as far as Brees Hall's role. And then Michael Carter can do the pass for Zonovan Knight. And you you basically are making it up. I it just makes me a little bit more nervous about Breeze with them making that draft pick. It, I mean, they got him what, I, what, like the sixth round? I mean, it, it exactly. But, well, I think it was fourth fifth, round, maybe fourth or fifth. Fourth yeah. Round. But, I mean, I'm not so worried about Breeze. If he comes back, he's immediately the starter. And I, I, Michael Carter will kind of spell in for the rent or for the passing downs and, you know, won't be that big of a deal. But I do think if, you know, Breeze was to miss any time at all, this is your guy. Um, so, Interesting as that may be, we'll move on to the wide receivers. All right, the first wide receiver and what I think could potentially be, you know, a very high draft pick is Garrett Wilson. Uh, He's wide receiver eight right now. He's the 12th overall on underdog. And I was going to go out and say something even crazier than 12th overall, but I don't, I think 12th overall feels about right. In, In my heart of hearts, 12th overall feels right. When we did our rankings as a whole, I think we had him in the 20s. Um, but I think now that I, you know, as time has passed, we've, you know, we're about a month and a half out from when we did those rankings. I think that he could easily get to this point. I think that if, you know, Aaron Rodgers is going to go back to capturing the magic that he had with Nathaniel Hackett, he's going to need a wide receiver one that can fit the bill. And we found out Alan Lazard wasn't really that guy who they brought in. We'll get to him in a second, but Garrett Wilson could fill that. Devontae Adams role could fill that, you know, Jordy Nelson role of the past. Like he could be that guy. And if he was to use him in that capacity, Garrett Wilson's going to be the steal of all steals in this draft. I mean, this is going to be, it's going to be nuts. If you can get him in the second round, he could potentially give you first round top five potential um, by the end of the season. That's just my personal opinion though. Um, Just heads up. We had him at wide receiver 10 actually. So we were pretty high on him. Yeah, I mean, he's what, like was 20, he, what was he overall? Uh, 20, 22, 20, sorry. Yeah, 20th okay. overall. So second round. I mean, you're pretty dead on. I think we personally killed it with that ranking. I don't think like 
the people we have. I think around you should him. be higher. I think you should be higher. I think you should be near the first. I, really I mean, the people he starts raising up against, sure, you could put him up above Amon Ra, who's one slot above him uh, in our rankings. But I don't really. I'm not going to put him over Devonte Adams and Stephon Diggs and AJ Brown and starting to get into the you know the big boys. I'm thinking, I'm, I'm thinking about it. All right, the other wide receivers on this team: wide receiver 52 is Alan Lazard. Wide receiver 84 is McCole Hardman, and wide receiver 97 is Corey Davis. Um, look, Alan Lazard is going to be a decent flex option. The rest of these guys, I don't really think you're going to want them on your roster. I, I know Corey Davis had a couple of splash plays. We might mention him when it comes to certain matchups, but McCole Hardman is going to be doing punt and kick returns. I don't really, that doesn't really excite me for his on field usage a whole lot. Um, and then Corey Davis, I'm sure he's going to have some pop weeks, and I probably need to prepare myself for you know the week that he steals all the targets because it inevitably happens at least once a season. Um, but I'm not too too worried about him either. Other guys on this roster are Randall Cobb and Denzel Mims. Look, if you're still going down the Mims train, my fantasy football might not be for you. And then Randall Cobb, he's kind of old. I don't really think he's going to have a spot on this team. I think he's more of like a – you know, a safety blanket for Aaron Rodgers and not the safety blanket on the field where you could pass down a safety blanket on the sidelines to where if he's having a bad game, he can cuddle up. Like that's about it. You say um, cuddle, cuddle up or huddle up? Cuddle, uh, cuddle up. Some heavy petting. Uh, right. Uh, last two I want to mention are tight ends on this team. Tyler Conklin is going as tight end at 23 and CJ Uzama is going as tight end 56. Look, Aaron Rodgers had a pretty spotty history with the tight ends. Um, Tyler Conklin's probably the guy that you're going to want on this team as far as the uh, tight ends go. At least that's how it shook out last year, even though Uzama was kind of hurt. Um, tight end 23 feels about right. I, you're not going to want him as a starter, but if you need him as like a backup, like you don't feel good about your first tight end. Say you took Chig from uh, Tennessee this might be a good second option to have on your team in case, you know, Chig doesn't work out as you thought. Like that's all I think about the tight ends here. Do you know, you know what I'm seeing on this team though? I'm seeing a phenomenal amount of depth and one that Aaron Rodgers hasn't had in the wide receiver room, much less any other part of the rooms, except for running back. You got two decent tight ends who can both play. You got one wide receiver, one, one wide receiver, two, and like five wide receiver threes. You got, uh, Brees Hall, hopefully coming back this year at some point early, relatively. Um, and then you have three potentially capable fill-ins at running back for the time being with this high-powered offense. So, honestly, I like this team a lot. Uh, I think they're going to be pretty damn good this year. I mean, they ha they were uh, one of the undefeated streaked teams for a while there, too. And I, I can see them doing it again, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I Any more about I the offense? A, I just have, like, a... a feeling about me call hardman and it's okay. good a good one okay I, I can't tell you yeah he was he was on waivers in the league someone dropped him and i was sitting there i scooped him up right away and i don't know if i'm talking myself into this but i just have the sneakiest inkling, of suspicions huh? that me hardman might be a name that we're talking about later this year he had a pretty good year last year, other than those two blanks yeah. and the injury. I mean, that's pretty damn good stats right there. I mean, touchdowns and whatnot obviously help, but I don't I don't dislike Hardman, and I think I don't know what's going to happen with him and Corey Davis because that's who's like the third spot's going to go to. Like, obviously, Lazard and Wilson should be on the field pretty much every play. Um, 
but maybe Lazard gets outplayed by one of these two as well. I mean, you got to think about it. I doubt it because they're going to keep Aaron Rodgers happy. And for well, some reason, McCall will be in the I think McCole will be in the slot. I think Corey Davis would be fighting Lazard for his spot, I think, if that was to happen. I mean, I, I um, like the depth on this team. Like, they have, like, yeah. I, if I was, if this was my my team that I rooted for and I saw this wide receiver room, I'd be pretty fucking excited right now. Is yeah. Corey Davis only 28 years old? I feel like he should be at least 40 right now. You know, he went – I mean, I guess you all remember this probably, but he was number – the fifth pick in the draft. Isn't that nuts to think back to? It doesn't feel like it was that long ago, but apparently it was. It it doesn't, but you're right. It does feel like it. It feels like it was ages ago. Well, because he was on the the Titans. It feels like it happened in the 19s, man. For sure. Um, All right, let me – let me do the defense real quick. Um, obviously, I'll start with the big injury. That was Chuck Clark. Um, I believe he had an ACL tear. Um, they brought in Adrian Amos to kind of fill in for him. Look, I don't think I would, you know, I might have been buying the Chuck Clark, but I'm not buying the Adrian Amos. So that's probably one that I'll mark off as somebody I want. Um, they still have Quentin Jeff or Quentin Williams. My bad. They have a Quentin Jefferson too, but Quentin Williams had a uh i think 12 tackle or 12 sacks last year which was incredible for d tackle one of the few d tackles in the league that you can use and actually feel like you're going to get something out of them um quincy williams and cj mosley were actually really usable linebackers last season um and carl lawson not bad defensive end i'm kind of curious what is going to go on between uh Carl Lawson and Will McDonald. Will McDonald, who they drafted in the first round, kind of took us all by surprise. Um, don't know what the plan is for getting him involved. I kind of didn't think he was a first-round player, but they did. So I guess we'll see him at some point. They still have Jermaine Johnson on the roster, who should be fighting Jonathan uh, Franklin Myers for his spot. So I don't know how Will McDonald gets on the field, but he can probably, you know, he can at least try. And then, of course, they have Sauce Gardner wearing his jersey. Uh, not really a cornerback, you know, thing you're going to want for IDP, but, you know, he's there and he is exciting to have on any defense. This defense as a whole, very good. The parts are a little sketchy. Yeah. Did they ever get that Quinn and Williams uh, contract thing figured out? Not yet, but I'm have to assume that they're going to by the beginning of the season. He wants thirty million a year. It's crazy. Um, Don't we all? One person. I mean, yeah, I do too. Uh, one person you didn't really mention. Uh, I'm not saying he's like phenomenal by any means, but Jordan Whitehead uh, for safety. I mean, there's not a whole lot of safety help there, um, with, especially with Chuck Clark going down. Um, 70, 80 tackles a year kind of guy. I mean, you're, you're not. You're not writing home about him, but a good bye week fill-in at the very least. I mean, he's usually good for about 10 points, 9 points. So you're not upset if you have to start him. But, I mean, you're not targeting him in the draft or anything. It's just something to look out for on the free agent wire, especially if he's a free agent in your league. Not wrong. Okay. If if you're a true Bears fan, you do not draft Adrian Amos. That's fair. You're cool with Rodgers, but not Amos, huh? Okay. Yeah. Rogers didn't have a choice. He was on that team to start. Yeah, that's a good point. And you got Tramos um, chose to join the pack. Rogers <laughs> chose to stay for 35 years. Yeah, and fuck him for that. But we're we're past that now. It's it's Amos. <laughs> all right, so. Sorry, sorry. I'm proud of you, Joe. <laughs> 
All right, the Jets are at nine and a half. All right, so the Jets are going to face the Bills, the Cowboys, the Patriots, the Chiefs, the Broncos, the Eagles, the Giants, the Chargers, the Raiders, the Bills, the Dolphins, the Falcons, the Texans, the Dolphins, the Commanders, the Browns, and the Patriots. All right, the end of the season. Woo! Yeah. This is gonna be a good. This could be a good team to have at the end of the season. That was a good schedule. The beginning was a little rough. Um, yeah, maybe not that undefeated play. thing I was talking about anymore. There was some tough playing the there. freaking Chargers. I feel like you said the Chargers, Bills, and Chiefs and Eagles, like all in the same like block. I was like, yep. holy shit, that is not gonna be fun. End of the season. Yeah, their first great. six games, they have the Bills, the Cowboys, the Chiefs, and the Eagles. Yeah, well, screw that. Doesn't seem I fun. Guess, I guess I mean, the NFC. I think this team can handle it. This team can yeah. handle it, but I just don't. I just don't know, you know, how they're going to fare in those matchups. I Aaron Rodgers can do it though. I was going to say the best thing is obviously we're you're waiting on Rodgers. If Rodgers can't, if Rodgers turns out to not do it, or you know, not just look old, or you know, be a little baby like he's done, be a little Karen. Um, the thing about this is, hopefully, he's at least. Or at least Zach Wilson is learning something because there, if there's a chance that he has to step in the ball game, he needs to be ready and not look like what he used to because this offense is still amazing and it's only gotten better over the offseason. This is one of the teams that actually did some work in the offseason and got some key pieces. And this could be a really good offense all around. I'm I'm about getting a lot of these people on my team. Like I'd be okay with drafting McCall Hardman as your wide receiver five on your redraft team, or, you know, obviously targeting Garrett Wilson. I think everybody knows. And then these running back core. I mean, if you like, Abinakandi, then take him. If you like fucking Michael Carter, take him. I mean, we don't know what's going to happen with Brees. That should start clarifying over the next few weeks. But yeah, oh, just excited about this. Team. I'm going. I'm going over. I think they can get to ten and seven at least. I'll take the over too. The they won a lot of half. games last year. I didn't think they would. It's nine. Yeah, nine and a half, Joe. I'm going under because it's the Jets and they never do okay. it. The goddamn Jets. It's true. I just kind of keep telling myself, like, last year, if they had just had a quarterback, like, what would that team have done? Yeah. And, you know, we'll, we'll never know, but I hope we can find out this year at least. But they have a really fucking hard schedule to get to 10-7. and seven. At first eight games, things are going to get pretty hairy, I believe. Um, all right. On to the last team in this division. That is the Buffalo Bills. I will start it out with the quarterback of all quarterbacks, and that is Josh Allen. Um, can't personally say I'm a huge fan of the real-life quarterback Josh Allen, but the fantasy quarterback Josh Allen is fantastic. Finished as quarterback two last season, just behind Mahomes. Or no, Mahomes was one, right? Yeah. Yeah, Hurts okay. was number three because he got injured the last couple games. That is factual. Okay. My brain took a like, how in the world did he get to number two injury? Um, all right. Look, Josh Allen is going to be fine. The only thing that scares me about him, and you all will get to it, is the dig situation. But I still think you're going to take him. Maybe you don't want to be the person that takes a quarterback that high. But if you were to take a quarterback that high, Mahomes, Allen, Hurts, those are the three you're going to want to take, and you're not going to feel that bad about it because you're going to have a consistent number one every week, set and forget that, you know, that's what you're going to want out of a quarterback. Josh Allen's that guy. Yeah, I I mean, you did you did see the numbers take a little bit of a dip last year. Um, 
not really just kidding. It's Josh Allen. He's going to keep throwing the ball just over and over and over again. Um, yeah, the Stefan Diggs thing terrifies me the most is the problem. And it, uh, according to sleeper, Josh Allen takes some blame for Diggs absence. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Sounds like a passive aggressive comment that you make to your, you know, significant other or something. Uh, I if take some of the blame, but if there was a fantasy football statistic for boneheaded plays in a game, Josh Allen would not be a good fantasy quarterback. Yeah. Thank God for him. There is no such thing, but if there was a boneheaded fantasy measure metric, he would be horrible at quarterback. I don't think I've had Josh Allen on a single one of my rosters, but I would take him if he was there at the right time. I just, people always end up drafting him so much higher. I never see him on winning rosters. That's the problem. I had him in a super flex and I traded him for a King's ransom. And well, that's smart. You did. Yeah. You, you, I ended you up with Burrow also. Yes. Yeah, exactly. even better. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, I'll, I'll take the, I'll take the running backs, I guess. Uh, Damian Harris coming over from new England. Um, hasn't really been dazzling other since he got taken. Uh, he has got his job taken away from him by Stevenson. Um, so we got him and then we got James cook. Who's apparently not listed on here. And that's your real guy that you're going to want. Um, I think this guy after last year, at the end of the year, he kind of took over his own role. I don't know if they show playoff on this, on this format, but, um, did pretty decent in the playoffs as well. I think this is the running back of the team. The problem is they don't ever use the running back of the team. So it might be Damian Harris. It might be James cook. They might sound Dalvin cook as well. Sign, uh, James's brother. They have lat Murray. Do not worry about him. He's not, he's a non-factor. He's like 45 years old. And then Naheem Hines did steal a decent amount of work. Um, it wasn't consistent enough to play at any point, but you're basically thinking James Cook and Damian Harris here. Um, and I don't know how I feel about Damian Harris personally, but I do like James Cook over Damian. I don't know what you guys are thinking. I think it's a weird Why did addition. they trade for Hines? Why did they trade for Hines? I don't know. I think they were stopping. That was a playoff push team. move. Yeah, trying to get another back. I guess, but they never even like really used him that much to make it. I know they hated yeah. Zach Moss, and they were like, that one, you two want touchdown Zach Moss? game, okay. and then, you know, nothing after that. But then you're going to get Edgy Gillians in the year, which happens every year, multiple times. So, Josh, I didn't Allen's know that guy existed. Back, no. Yeah, Josh Allen's a running back. That's the problem with this. But if they ever did actually get some sort of a uh, actual running back, the problem is, look at this. We got 14 runs, 11 runs, top of James Cook's uh, running game. And then who was the other one last year? Oh, Singletary. They did actually give him a decent amount of use last year. Um, and then they got rid of him, shipped him out of town. So I don't like. I don't know what their plan is at running back. It's apparently, let's just keep letting Josh Allen do it. So, <laughs> so I think, you know, they drafted Zach Moss to kind of be that – short yardage thumper type of running back and Damian Harris is the epitome of that. So I, uh, I just feel like he never was the pass catching guy, at least in new England because James White was always there, but I just feel like he's going to be your, it's going to be Josh Allen taking goal line carries. It's going to be Damian Harris taking goal line carries, got the fullback in there. And then James cook's going to be like fourth on that list for goal line work. Uh, it, it's it's hard to want to draft a Buffalo Bill running back is what it comes no, down I to. I love James Cook, man. I, you know, I do too. He's him in the passing game in between the t- 20s, and he gets some longer longer touchdowns out of it. He could have a really good year. Yeah. Anyway, Joe, you want to take the wide receivers? Yeah. Passing core? Yeah. Uh, this one's pretty simple. Uh, Stephon Diggs, uh, I still think he is going to be there. Um, I wouldn't be too worried about it. He's going to have another monster year. He always does. He is a top wide receiver. 
Um, then it gets really funky. Um, you got Gabe Davis, who should be a lot better than he is, but it depends what pants he puts on that morning, whether he's going to play football or not. Um, Khalil Shakir is a name. I really liked him last year. He's got, he's got moves. Okay. The guy's always open. Um, you know, if he's playing that slot receiver role, I think you could even put him outside and he would probably be just fine. Um, so that's a name to monitor. I know, uh, Josh, you like Justin Shorter, seeing you pick him up a couple places. There's not really one else of note. On it's just a rookie. It's just a rookie of a team that they don't have a, yeah. a plethora. They don't have a second wide receiver yet. So I always take a gamble and stuff like that. He is yeah. like 6'3, I, I think. He's yeah. tall. And his name's Shorter. shorter. He's really pretty is. lanky, isn't he? The biggest issue with Justin Shorter is he made Anthony Richardson look fucking awful at quarterback. And then <laughs> it's the only part that scares me about Justin Shorter. Yeah, I really like Khalil Shakir and Diggs. Those are kind of the only two guys I would be looking at. Um, I can't see – I don't even know where Gabe Davis is going right now, but I can't see a way that I would draft him anywhere. Um, I know he they're going to – He actually wasn't – he wasn't a terrible fantasy asset. Let's he's be real. wide receiver 41. I mean, he's – man, but, you know. What happened was is – I don't know who did it. Let's just say it was Matthew Berry because I feel like he always takes all the blame. Thank you for all your, your hard work in this industry. But – Someone hyped up Gabe Davis, and then everyone hyped up Gabe Davis, and everyone Gabe started Davis hyped up Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis hyped up four Gabe fucking Davis. touchdowns against <laughs> the Chiefs. It was incredible, and we were like, "Holy shit, he's here! He is him, and he is here." Was it twenty twenty one that that happened? That he no? Yeah, it was in the playoff was in game the, versus oh, the playoffs. Okay, yeah, that's right. right. Okay, so that's that, where the hype yeah, comes yeah. from. Well, it was the divisional round or whatever, yeah. but. And then he yeah. did that thing against the Steelers where he had three catches for 171 yards and two of them were touchdowns. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, he has, he, you know, he's Deshaun Jackson is what he is. And a, a bigger Deshaun Jackson, he can break away for plays. The problem is he does not get the targets and I'm not trusting him on my team as my fourth wide receiver for bi-week fill in. And I'm like, let's, let's hope for the best here or an injury fill in. Like I, I just, I'm not targeting Gabe Davis. Flex play at best. Flex play at best. In my I would actually be more mad if he was on my bench when he hits, scores his 30 and then comes back and scores two on my, on my point. roster. So best ball, like the no. sixth round basically right now. <laughs> best no ball. Way. He would be amazing. That no, that would not be on my roster. The thing is, is it's like, it's like a mirage though. You're like, Oh, the bills offense. They're really high flying and awesome. Like, of course we got to Gabe Davis. He's the second most targeted. Okay. You're spooling yourself on that one. The thing is, it's Stephon Diggs until seen otherwise. The thing is, if you have Gabe Davis right now and Stephon Diggs somehow begrudgingly leaves the team, then yes, Gabe Davis vaults into yeah. a really high role because oh, imagine what he can do with the targets. Yeah, I mean, if he can get 170 I mean, yards. It could, be, it could be a chief situation where you just never know who the hell is going to catch the ball. That's also true. But, I mean, re reality is Stephon Diggs is going to play. I, I don't understand. They still have a chance to win a championship. That's what Stephon Diggs wants. He's not going to bail on this team. He's not going to, no team that's a championship caliber team is going to be able to pick him up. I mean, maybe a team here and there that has an outside dark horse shot at getting there, but he's not going to just jump ship and go to the Chiefs. I mean, it's not going to happen. So, sure. uh, I don't know. All right. <laughs> uh, I'll talk about the tight ends real quick. They got Dawson Knox still there. He's always been good, but never been great. Um, and they also brought, brought in Dalton Kincaid from Utah. I like Kincaid a lot. The man caught, had a 200-yard receiving game in college, and I 
was utterly impressed with what he was able to do. He has to have been, and he was drafted in the first round has to be there um, as a pass catcher. I don't see how Dawson Dawson Knox keeps the job unless they're going to roll both of them out at the same time. I don't see how Kincaid is on the bench while Dawson Knox continues to fumble around out there. I, I, Personally, I would be drafting Dalton Kincaid because I think that he is going to be the wide receiver two on this football team. Next year. You're right. This year. Right now. The problem is, is Dawson Knox can't, there's no out on his contract for two more years. So Dawson Knox on this team, the Kincaid draft pick made no sense. He's a hell of a backup. That's what Dawson Knox will be. (laughs) They signed him to a second contract. Fantastic backup. Yeah. And the problem is he's not good. He's good. Okay. He's not great. I think he's a though. fine tight end. He's just not Travis Kelsey, which is what everybody wants. I think wants the problem with Kincaid is he's going at tight end 11 right now. That's Yeah. yeah. I'm not drafting too, a backup tight end, at tight end 11 at, during a redraft situation. That seems silly. Yeah, I'm not tra- I'm not drafting Dawson Knox. I will draft Kincaid because I I believe that they drafted him there to be the wide receiver too. The biggest problem the Bills ever had is the fact they cannot develop talent that they draft. Like, literally, if you look at the best players on their team outside of Josh Allen, the skill position is pretty much all talent that has been brought in through other means and then just random nonsense that's been floating around on the team. Joe, Um, another reason for you to hate Kincaid, he's 23 years old already. It's a good age. Michael Jordan, baby. He's old as hell. For a rookie, you you but hate tight old, ends old are okay. Tight ends. I was are okay I was literally just kidding. I don't personally. <laughs> I'm not an ageist like Joe is. Just with running backs, man. Just with running backs. Yeah, running backs. You know, Israel Abakanda, Joe. He's only twenty. Hey, and I'm starting to get there a little bit with uh, wide receivers too. But it's wow, that's crazy because the best wide receivers in the league right now are all like 29 years old. So. I know. I know. <laughs> but you Seems got it. Like wild philosophy See, when you to get have. There, you get to that 29, you're like, all right, is this guy just going to fall off a cliff next year? Or is he going to great do, too, which is the worst. Then, Unless you're Devontae Adams. Derek yeah. Hill's going to retire. Um, so, on the defense, um, I don't I, I don't think you can really be too excited about anyone on the defensive line. We got Greg Rousseau, Ed Oliver. They brought in Daquan Jones. Von Miller's still there. They brought in Leonard Floyd. You know, Boogie Basham looks good sometimes. AJ Espinenza looks good sometimes. Jack Lawson looks good sometimes. You have no idea. They just carousel these fuckers out there, and you never know who's going to do good. Can I, What's up, Josh? Can I just say I think Greg Rousseau is going to have a breakout year this year. Um, he's only got he gets more than 40% of the damn snaps. We've been, we've been hoping for that. He had eight sacks last year. It's his second year. Defensive ends don't just come into the league and just get 45 sacks. I mean, it's not a thing. My concern is just the playing time. He but... was a first-round draft pick. Like, he needs to be doing better than that, right, at – by year two, he needs to. Well, year one, it. they didn't let him see the field like at all, and he still that's did okay. Hey, that's back to my my issue with this team developing talent. Yeah, I mean that's fair. I I personally think Greg Rousseau is the best edge rusher here, other than Von Miller and Leonard Floyd, who are 80, 85 years old together. So, Von Miller was good until he got hurt last year too. That sucked for them. Yeah, I mean they, they got they got some talent there. Um, they. Linebacker wise, though, like, where what happened? Who'd they lose? I don't know, but the you do not want Matt Milano and Terrell Bernard, that is for sure. 
They lost Edmonds, dude. He's a bear. Edmonds, yeah. that's right. I'm looking at the I'm looking at the death chart and I'm like, this just doesn't look right. Like, where is all their like where's the scary guy at? Bear down, baby. Yeah, this defense might be terrible this year. If I'm being completely honest. I mean, the secondary is all right. Poyer, even though he's healthy, Poyer is good. Um, Micah Hyde, Karen healthy Johnson's Micah good Hyde too. is good. <laughs> I, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, like Tredavious White, if he's healthy, he's great. Jordan Poyer, if he's healthy, he's great. Micah Hyde, if he's healthy, he's great. Um, Taron Johnson's been a beast for like three years now, at least. So that's um, true. That's probably- Kyrie England was pretty good last year, too. So that's good. Um, yeah. I, who knows I, if we see DeMar Hamlin again? I, I don't think we're going to see him right away, but I do think he'll get on the field at some point. Well, especially because you just talked about Poyer and Micah Hyde's health. Does he count as a zombie, by the way? Oh, here we go. I knew, I knew you couldn't hold it, Joe. I knew it. I knew it, knew it, knew it. And we know he's fine now. So is is he considered a zombie? He technically died, and he came back to life. Do you think if he bit someone that they would turn into a zombie? Not even going to touch fair, this one. And we're going to go ahead and get the we're, – if we're going to do this, we're going to go full out. Uh, whenever the COVID right. pandemic started, I really thought that it was going to be a zombie virus, and maybe this is how it starts. Billy is like, is God damn, we have like 45 disclaimers on this episode. I was about to say, this whole thing is <laughs> going to be all This sorts is a of... trend. This is a trend. Every At 107, every podcast, we're just going to say something. You know, the thing is, I brought him up, so I guess I should blame myself. We, I literally, he was so buried on the depth chart, I didn't even see him. Like my You all might have brushed over him had I not said anything, but whatever. We, we're here. We're here now. We're here. So what do you have to say? Um... I don't have anything, Joe. I don't have anything to say. Other Billy's than a good person is what he's trying to say. Anybody who had their fantasy zombie or not zombie taken from them, blame this guy. That, that is all I can say about that. That's worse somehow. Joe made a joke about it, and now you're actually getting like real hate towards him. Now he's going to get hate. Hey, now. man, people lost thousands of dollars. Dude, I, I'm not going to lie. I, I split two championships because of it, and I could have won both of them. We just split the money, and then whoever was first, first. I didn't really care about the actual title itself. It was more about like you know the financial compensation. I'm only in like 100, 200 dollar leagues. Imagine like there are people that play like my neighbor plays in like a thousand dollar league, and I was like, man, I would love to do that, but I'm in like I'm also in like nine leagues that probably adds up to a thousand dollars. I don't. I literally I play in a league where the the winner gets thirteen hundred dollars, and I can't even imagine it coming down to yeah. That, that was that, that was one of my leagues, and we split it, and I I think we both got seven fifty or something like that. Jordan will forever have an asterisk next to his fucking title. <laughs> Joe, you were losing. He, need, he needs to know that. No, I wasn't. You had another so guy go off for 50 play. against you in the championship in the same league that happens every year. Yeah, it's clockwork, man. So, anyway, can we get to the oh, do before, before we get Before we get to the over-under, I just have one more thing to ask about the Bills. It's more of like a, a bigger question, though. How much longer do you think that they're going to allow Josh Allen to be as physical as he is in these games. Like he is durable and he's been very durable for the last couple of years, but like at what point do you think they reel him in or is it just something you can't take out of him? It'll you would be expect like, it to happen at some point. Yeah. I mean, he's a bigger guy. So, I mean, Donna McNabb and Dante, Dante, or Dante Culpepper and those kind of guys were yeah. still doing it at the end of their career as well. It's not like, you know, Michael Vick and Jalen Hurts and these little guys. And having to be like Lamar Jackson still does it. And he's, you know, 
about the same age, but he's not big. Not and as durable. Actually, yeah, no, not as durable. He's been injured. Well, I think what would happen is his running would stop or at least slow down as if he got a concussion or something and missed a game because of his running. I could see that happening. Yeah. So I don't know. I just like, I'm wondering in dynasty, if you start to think about it a little bit, like if it starts to just in the back of your head, I, I mean, Joe traded him away already, but I'm sure, you know, as a manager of a Josh Allen, if you were to have him, it's gotta be in the back of your head a little bit that like, man, he's racking up a ton of hits. Like not only just sacks, just the fact that he'll run straight into a linebacker and get annihilated. It's gotta let's take tolls just a little bit at a time. On a on a bit of a different note, I would want to trade Josh Allen just because his his price tag is so high. What Joe did to get Joe Burrow for that is phenomenal. But like even Justin Herbert, just look at the cast around these people. Josh Allen has one guy, and I mean, sure you can yeah. add Kincaid in there, and you can say Gabe Davis if you want. But we hope <laughs> Justin Herbert has had a cast his entire career, and I think he's only going up at this point. I mean, I hope. I mean, but like you would also get extra pieces with it. So like to trade Josh Allen for Justin Herbert, you're also getting a first or you're also getting, uh, you know, a valid running back or wide receiver. I depending on what your team needs, obviously, if you want to keep riding Josh Allen out there, what happens if let's say Stefan Diggs does leave the team? What happens if Stefan Diggs gets injured? I mean, this team's yeah. not the same. I mean, without Stefan Diggs, that's literally you can subtract probably 800, 900 yards off of Josh Allen's total for a year. So true. It's true. You could make the case that, that he's going to have the worst defense he's had for since coming into the league, unless they address linebacker position, which they still can. But yeah, there's still some free agents out there. But yeah, you're right. I mean, he might be passing this whole fucking year at this point. Like he might get the record for most passing yards in a season because he's going to have to throw it. I mean, this team's going to be good. They're going to they're going to be in the playoffs, and I mean, hopefully they can make a run. But it doesn't look like they addressed much this offseason, honestly. No, true. Okay, let's get to their over-under. The Bills over-under is 11 and a half. So they would have to get to 12 and 6 to get that over-under. All right, so they get the Jets, the Raiders, the, the Dolphins, the Jaguars, the Giants, the Patriots, the Buccaneers, the Bengals, Broncos, the Jets, the Eagles, the Chiefs, the Cowboys, the Chargers, the Patriots, and the Dolphins. I could see him going under. I'm yeah. not going to take it. I'll take the over, but I'm I'm it's thinking it's as hard as I thought it was going to be. Do they have the easiest the schedule in this division? It's Tavar Hamlin. So oh, wow. bring it back. Did he do the thriller dance? No, it's I just I think they're just you know trying to you know give him a break because of last year, which did suck for them. They did lose the second seed and potentially had a chance at the first seed, or was it? No, well, a lot of things would have had to have happened, but yeah. But yeah, I mean, it was a it was a weird situation that I mean, both teams ended up kind of getting screwed. So, well, they had to make sure they got a Cincinnati matchup on the books. It's hey, November fifth, so it was the Illuminati trying to get the Chiefs to win another Super Bowl. That's the only reason it happened. Yep, your Eagles were in on it. <clears throat> All right, Joe, what are you doing? Over under. Yeah, give me under. Okay. I'm going under as well. I'm going under as well. I I honestly think, like, you know, best case scenario, they end at like 11 and 7, or not 11, 11 and 6. Yeah. 
No. That sounds yeah. more yeah, yeah, that's better. realistic. Um, yeah, I, uh, I'm i going to be the lone over here, but that's just because historically this team does well. And I mean, sure, anything could happen, but that could happen to any team. So I'm going to take the, the over. The problem is that the Jets are better now. Like, that is my only problem, is that, like, I think the Dolphins will take one. I think the Jets could potentially take two, like, depending on how things shake out. I trust Aaron Rodgers more than I trust Josh Allen in a head-to-head matchup. Just the way it yeah. is. Like, I, I just I, I just do at this point. Okay, well, that concludes our AFC East coverage. Now we're going to kind of break down the AFC as a whole. Um, who do we think is going to win? The AFC. Who do you think are the the playoff teams? What do we What do we think right now? So this exercise. Yeah, you, pretty, you all sure did. Um, all right. Well, just knowing exactly what we had last year. I mean, so nah, we think the Chiefs a little are, different. So we think the Chiefs are probably number one, right? Yeah. As I, I don't actually. I think it's the Bengals. Jacksonville is going to be better. I think it's the Bengals personally. I don't think the Chiefs. I think they'll still do great. I just don't think that they'll. They, they were, you know, two away from the the division. And if the Bengals had gotten that win, they were one away from the title. I just I don't see the Bengals getting any worse. And I do see the Chiefs getting just a little bit worse. I mean, they're still gonna be great. Hmm. I think you could be right about that. I'm I'm saying Chiefs um, number two. I'm not I'm not dropping Chiefs down to five like wild card team or anything. But their division's also getting a little tougher this year. The Chargers hopefully fully healthy. The Broncos hopefully have Russell Wilson now. The Raiders are the same. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, so, I mean the Chargers should be better. The Broncos should be better. The Jaguars should be better. The Browns should be better. And the Jets should be better. So why don't we five do teams up there? Let's go. Out the, okay, the division winners right now. We'll do. We won't do necessarily in order. We'll just do division winners. Chiefs are going to win the AFC West. Uh, I think we have the Bills winning the AFC East, even though that a little debatable. Jets could win it. Um, the Jags will win the AFC South. And so then Jets are a playoff team. Bengals are winning the NFC North. I think we'll go with the Jets as one of the wild card teams. That's where it gets interesting, to be honest. Um, I'm go with the Browns, man. I like the Browns. Baltimore, Baltimore, the Browns, the Chargers, the Dolphins. So we have two spots for the Browns, the Chargers. Um, I think it's Jets, Chargers, Dolphins. I don't think the Browns. I think the Browns make a valiant effort, but they do not make it. The only thing is the Dolphins, the Browns have a way easier schedule. That is true. Way easier. See, I don't believe in Deshaun Watson, Joe. I feel like I'm going to have to agree with Josh. I feel like You're I kind of rubbing me the wrong way, Billy. Uh, As a Deshaun Watson supporter, Joe, I'm not shocked that you feel that way. I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to go with the Dolphins, but it really hurts my head doing this. I know, because that means the AFC <sighs> East gets three playoffs in. That's, yeah, that. that's, that's kind of wild. That would be pretty wild. But anyway, so, I mean, I'm cool with you putting the Chiefs number one. I personally think it's the Bengals, but we're going to go number one. Let's vote, Chiefs. Joe. Chiefs? Joe? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Chiefs. Okay, Chiefs number one. Are we okay with Bengals number two, I assume? Yep. Yep. All right. Uh, Bills three, probably, if we're doing division leaders. Jags three. Yeah, I think it would be the Jags. The Jags three over Bills? Yeah. 
Mm. All right. Don't believe that. Bills. And then yeah. Jets, Dolphins, Chargers. Are we good with kicking the Browns out? Jets. I'm not, but you guys can. Flushing the Browns down the toilet. <laughs> so we think the Chargers are going to be worse than the Dolphins? Yeah. No, no, not, not at all. I think the Dolphins will so, sneak in, be the number seven. So I think Jets, Chargers, Dolphins, right? Is that yeah, what you said? I, I'm so I'm yeah. Right now, right. I said I said, I, I said uh, Dolphins first. For sure. Okay. Joe so does the agree. listeners that we uh you know just rum, rumbled and mumbled. We have Chiefs winning the AFC, uh Bengals number two, Jags number three for some reason, Bills number four, and then Jets, Chargers, Dolphins in the wildcard slots. And Joe's disdain for the Browns not being in there. Yeah. Browns will be in there, I promise. It really depends on how good Deshaun Watson is. Like two of I the offensive points don't think so, but one of the one offensive point does. Yeah. We'll see. That's why we're the offensive points, because they always win. All right. And then we'll get into the NFC next week. Yeah. I can't cannot wait. The NFC, I feel like is gonna be a much more contentious conference than the AFC. Mostly because the AFC South sucks. So NFC well, we South got, sucks too. Forgot about that. We got a lot of up and coming teams in the um, in the NFC East or the NFC now. So um, it's going to be pretty interesting where some of these teams end up. It's true. Next week is the NFC North. We're going to dive straight into Joe's Bears and see if they can be a playoff team. That'll be fun. No. Uh, just for the record, they <laughs> finished three and fourteen last year. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> they they look pretty good this year, Josh. Oh, do they? Because we've seen them. Got it. True. All right. Joe, get us out of here. Good night, guys. Sweet dreams. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.